Welcome, thinkers and truth seekers everywhere, to the Robert Affalter Show. It is Wednesday, March the 10th of 2021. I thought we'd talk about rights today. And in the, the founding of the United States, we talked to the founders talked about certain inalienable human rights, and among those were life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And our Constitution really sets out what the United States government is set up for, and then limits the government as to what they can do to you, not for you, but to you. <laughs> so what makes our Constitution different, apparently, from some others is that we're trying to keep the government off our backs. And the idea was that the individual is supreme, not the government. And let's look at the what's called the Bill of Rights, the first 10 amendments to the Constitution. And let's look and see what they actually do. The Amendment 1, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. So again, Amendment 1 stops Congress from making any law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise of that thereof. So it's prohibiting Congress from doing things. Amendment two, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So there again, we're limiting government. It's not giving you a right to have arms, to have a gun. It's taking away the government's ability to, to keep you from having a firearm, right? Amendment number three, no soldier, sh no soldier shall, in time of peace, be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner, nor in a time of war, but in a manner to be prescribed by law. Again, <clears throat> excuse me, keeping the government from taking over your house to put soldiers in there. That's not allowed. Amendment four. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrants shall issue but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. So this keeps the government from just coming in and poking around in your house, looking for stuff without probable cause. Amendment 5. No person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a presentment or indictment of a grand jury, except in cases arising in the land or naval forces or in the militia when in actual service in time of war or public danger. Nor shall any person be subject for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb, nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without the due process of law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. Again, limiting the rights of government and protecting our rights to life, liberty, and property. Amendment 6. In all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed, which district shall have been previously ascertained by law, 
and to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation, to be confronted with the witnesses against him, to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor, and to have the assistance of counsel for his defense. Again, protecting the rights of accused persons in criminal cases. And it's a protection against overreach by the government. Amendment 7, in suits at common law where the value in controversy shall exceed $20, the right of a trial by jury shall be preserved, and no fact tried by a jury shall be otherwise re-examined in any court of the United States than according to the rules of the common law. So those are rights in civil cases. And again, it's protecting the individual. That was Amendment 7. Amendment 8, excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. So excessive bail, fines, and punishments are forbidden. That's Amendment 8. Amendment 9, the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. So just because certain rights are not in the Constitution or in these amendments does not mean that you don't have those rights. You have rights that might not be in the Constitution. And Amendment 10 is similar. The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. So undelegated powers are kept by the states and the people. So what we're really looking at is your rights cannot be, your individual rights cannot be taken away from you by the government. We're not looking at you're suddenly getting rights. You, you suddenly have rights because the government decided to do something. That was a little different than the way our Constitution started out. So when people say you have a right to medical care, that's not in the Constitution. That wasn't even one of the things that's even being considered because what we're doing is we're looking at limiting government. So if you want to, you're getting an argument with somebody about rights, what you're really saying is, I want the right to have this. I want the right to medical care. I want the right to a certain level of income. I want these economic advantages. But the only way you get those, you don't have those naturally. It's not something that, that the Constitution says cannot be taken away from you. What you're asking for is for your fellow citizens to get together and provide you with something that you couldn't have otherwise. And that's a big difference, big difference in what we're thinking about. Let's come back here in a, after this brief commercial timeout and talk about some ways that we can handle this. Welcome back to the Robert Affalter Show. We're talking about rights today. And I just went through the Bill of Rights, the, 10 amendment, the first 10 amendments to the U.S. Constitution. And I'm talking about how that limits government. So when people are out holding up a sign that you have a right to housing or you have a right to healthcare, you have a right to whatever. Well, you may wish you had that right, <laughs> but there's nothing in the Constitution that says you have that right. So what you're really asking for is for your fellow citizens to come together and give you something that you wouldn't naturally have. And that really wasn't the original intent. That wasn't the original way our Constitution was set up. We were set up to allow individuals to achieve to the best of their ability. 
and that government couldn't repress you or keep you from getting what you desired. So it was life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And whatever that means to you, we were trying to keep government off your back so that you could accomplish that. Now, aside from that, then we can ask, well, do we want to get together and provide health care? No, that's a different question, but don't come to me and talk about it as a right. I don't see it as a right. If you want to have health care, then let's discuss that. What kinds of health care do you think are appropriate? If you want to have housing, well, what kinds of housing are appropriate? If you want to have some kind of basic level economic uh, stability, well, let's talk about what do you think is appropriate. And as I've said, I'm, I'm kind, of, kind of warming up to the idea of a Medicare for all. Maybe that really can happen. I'm warming up to the idea of a universal basic income. I'm actually looking at different ways that that might be appropriate. Um, so, but I think it's discussions that we need to have. It's things that we need to think about. We actually need to, to debate, argue, and, and come up with the best way to, to make everybody come up better so that everybody can pursue the original intent of the Constitution, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And some are, are, there's a narrative going on that, and I, I just saw this with the 1776 project. I, I watched a little video. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post it. And I looked at when, when President Biden did away with the 1776 project, one of my friends posted the link to it, and I went and looked at it. And it was really about how our country was founded on this idea of individual achievement and limiting government, what I've just started going through here in just a few minutes. And I looked through that, and I thought it was pretty good. But President Biden wanted to get rid of it. Apparently, there's an agenda that wants to keep people as victims. And if the narrative going on in your mind is that the Constitution was created by some white men to keep them in power and to limit you, no matter whether you're a white, poor white person <laughs> without property or a person of color or a woman or whatever, if you're, the thing going on in your mind is it keeps them in power and keeps me down, then you're a victim. And that's what these people of color are saying in this video is you're, you're constantly a victim if you have that kind of thinking. And while we may not have started out, and we, when we certainly, let's change that. Let's say we certainly didn't start out being fair and equitable in all our dealings, and we still probably aren't there yet. But we're striving for that. The Constitution wasn't set up to keep people down, it was to keep the government down so that you could get ahead. And in doing so, there may be people that were getting ahead and government wasn't limiting them in a way that allowed those who were suffering to prosper. And what we need to continually do is look at, okay, how can we change our system so that those at the bottom have the best chance of of climbing based on their own personal initiative and at the same time not causing those at the top to suffer how can we how can we make this equitable across all lines and that's why i'm in favor of changing our tax system and 
a universal basic income. I really have come to believe that that's the best way of achieving that. I'm going to talk about that more later, but that gives you something to think about today. Robert Affalter signing off. Hoping you're having a wonderful life, and thanks for listening.